if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Allow me to explain. It's free, and we all love free stuff. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And welcome to the 2020 NHL Entry Draft post-first round review and what was a little bit of a longer night than it probably should have been, about uh, three hours, 45 minutes, or three hours, 30 minutes, whatever way you want to look at it. But uh, very interesting first round. And joining me, of course, for this is uh, the same person who joined me for the preview yesterday is Matthew Zader, at Matthew Zader SC on Twitter, covering the Canucks, Vancouver Giants, the National Hockey League, and the draft uh, for the hockey writers and then is a contributor for fan side of the Canuck Way and co-host of the Canucks Pucks podcast. Matthew, how are you? I'm doing good. All right, so let's jump into this. So the top three, Lafreniere, Byfield, Stutzla. So first of all, what are your thoughts on the Kings going with Byfield? And more of a safe pick, I would assume. Uh, Stutzla, big upside guy. The Kings kind of going with the safe pick, though, with uh, Byfield. What do you think about that? I I think I kind of expected it. Um, I mean, Byfield. We were talking about between the two. It didn't really matter. I mean, they were going to get a, you know, an elite centerman. I mean, um, Byfield. Yeah, like you said, is a safer pick. He has. He's got that two way ability. Um, he's going to, you know, in the future, he's going to be uh, a guy that can take over for uh, Kopitar and and probably learn from him too. Uh, he'll probably play with him as well. So. I'd say it's a it's a solid pick. I mean, it didn't matter which one they put, they actually chose. Yeah, and then you look at the Senators, uh, three and five in the top five. I mean, I love what they did. You get Stutzla at three, falls into your lap, uh, tons of potential, could be one of the best players in this draft, a playmaker. And then at five, they get uh, by far the best American player in this draft in Jake Sanderson, who's going to go to North Dakota. And, uh, I mean, I really like that pick. I did think that Drysdale would go before Sanderson, but I got a little bit of a weird feeling before the draft started that Sanderson would go at five. What do you think about what Ottawa did at three and then five? Yeah, I like – I love the pick for, for three. I mean, Stutzel's going to be an amazing player. And uh, for Ottawa, I mean, they're, they're already ahead of the game with just getting him and all the other picks they ended up getting in the first round I'll talk about. But, I mean, Jake Sanderson – He's going to be that like they already have Shabbat and Sanderson coming in. It's going to be amazing. And uh, yeah, like you said, Byfield, not Byfield, um, uh, Drysdale is a guy that I thought was going to go higher and probably go above him. But I mean, Ottawa got a, an amazing defenseman in the end. So number four for Detroit was a little bit surprising that they didn't surprise us because Lucas Raymond was uh, definitely the best player available, I think, and number four for Stevie Y and everyone uh, with the Red Wings. So I think that they make a safe pick there. I mean, you look at uh, Raymond was fourth in the uh, European Central Scouting rankings for the final rankings. I mean, the only players above him were uh, Stutzla. Holtz was number two, and the number three was uh, Lundell. But what do you think about uh, Raymond to Detroit at four? I mean, that's a crazy – I mean, we were saying that they may surprise us, but in the end, like, you can't you can't just bypass a guy like Raymond because he's going to be an amazing player for them, and 
Detroit's a rebuilding team and they just add another significant piece uh, to their team moving forward. And I think just in the end, they were just like, well, we can't, we can't, uh, you know, go by this guy. So the Anaheim Ducks get what has been referred to as a new age defenseman, Jamie Drysdale uh, from the Erie Otters in the OHL, number three player on the North American rankings behind Lafreniere and Byfield. What do you think about uh, Drysdale and Anaheim? Amazing pick for them. I mean, uh, their defense is is pretty good for their young, you know, young defense already. And Drysdale just adds to it. I think he's probably going to be playing a lot sooner than everyone thinks because he's uh, he is that new age defenseman, very mobile, very smart player. I think he's going to be, you know, the number two. I mean, you know, you never know. He could be still the best defenseman in this draft, and Anaheim gets him at six. So it's going to be an amazing to watch him uh, develop. All right, so a team that had three picks in this draft, New Jersey Devils. At number seven, they get Alexander Holtz, a, a winger from the uh, Sweet HL. And then at number 18, they get Dawson Mercer, a winger in the Q. And then at 20, I'm not going to really try to pronounce his name, uh, <laughs> Shakir Makamadulin. I'll just go with that. And uh, <laughs> so they kind of reached their 20, a lot of people think. Uh, I think Mercer is a great get at 18, good value there. And I think Holtz, you know, as I mentioned, number two on the European Central Scouting Rankings for the final uh, ones. So very interesting night for the Devils. What do you think uh, – what are your thoughts on what they did? And we knew they wouldn't take a center, so they go two wingers, and, uh, you know, that's just the way that it goes for them. Yeah, I, yeah, we expected that, and they didn't go for a center. We said they probably wouldn't. Uh, wingers, they went pretty good. I mean, I'd say they filled a lot of needs in this, in this first round. Uh, Holtz, that goal-scoring winger that they kind of are lacking – and he can, like we were saying, he can score goals in a whole bunch of ways. And he's a super skilled player. And I did a profile on him and I wanted him for the Canucks. And of course, the Canucks are never going to get him. But, I, you know, he's an amazing goal scorer. And getting Dawson Mercer where they got him as well. And very versatile uh, player and very high character. Um, the McAmadoulin pick was a bit of a reach. Um, he's got a lot. He's a little bit of a raw defenseman, I think. But, I mean, if he can realize his potential, he can be a guy that uh, can generate a lot of offense as well. So uh, we'll see how he goes. But, I mean, it's not – he was supposed to go probably in the second round anyway. So it's, it's, it's a bit of a reach. But I think he, he probably will develop into a solid defenseman for them as well. All right, so number eight, the Buffalo Sabres. They go with a guy who probably made one of the biggest jumps in this entire class. There's a couple guys that made huge jumps. Jack Quinn, number eight. He, in 2018-19, with the Ottawa 67s in the OHL, he scores 12 goals in 61 games. In 2019-20, in the OHL with the Ottawa 67s, he scores 52 goals in 62 games. Now, a lot of people thought that he could go into the top ten, but I don't think a lot of people were confident in that. I did have him at number eight to the Sabres. So I feel good about getting that one right. Uh, what do you think about Jack Quinn there for the uh, Sabres? Yeah, he, he's a guy that uh, probably, yeah, a little bit of a surprise going in the top 10, but uh, the Sabres are interesting in their prospects and they do need uh, some goal scoring wings and in their prospect pool. So it, it he's a solid addition to their, uh, to their pipeline. So um, yeah, it was a surprise, but I think I think in the end, it's he's probably going to develop into a guy that is a top ten. I think that uh, this guy's name, 
Marco Rossi is going to be on a lot of trade or not, not a lot of trade, but a lot of steel uh, articles tomorrow. I think uh, Marco Rossi, number nine for the Minnesota wild. A lot of people thought he would be a top eight pick potentially going to Buffalo, but he ends up with the Minnesota wild. He's a playmaking center who appears to be close to being ready soon. So what do you think about Rossi at nine for Minnesota? Well, we said that they'll probably go for a center with, uh, you know, guys moving on like Miko Kovibu and stuff like that. They're going to need some centermen to uh, be there, but I don't know if they expected Rossi to be there at nine. I don't think. And I, it's going to be a, yeah, like you said, it's, there's going to be a lot of articles saying that this is a steal at nine. Cause I think he was supposed to go much higher. Another guy that uh, people thought could get into the top six at least is Cole Perfetti, who is a center in juniors, but kind of projects as a winger, possibly at the NHL level. He goes to Winnipeg. So Winnipeg has a lot of questions. They need a second-line center. The future with uh, Brian Little is, you know, a lot of people don't know what his future is after the injury, the unfortunate injury for him. Uh, Perfetti, though, falls to 10. Uh, What do you think about him for uh, the Winnipeg Jets? I love this pick for the Jets. And there's another guy that probably shouldn't have been available for them. And of course you had to go and grab him. And we were saying about second line centers and Brian Little being up in the air and, and his status. And I think Perfetti's going to be a guy that'll come in uh, sooner than later. And they, he will fill that role as that second, second line center. So a great pick for the Jets. All right, at number 11, there was some buzz early in the day that the Nashville Predators might go with a goaltender in the first round. And obviously, that goaltender is going to be Yaroslav Askarov, and he goes at 11 to the Nashville Predators. So, I mean, you look at their situation with goaltending Pekka Rene, how much longer is he going to play? UC Soros didn't show you that much in the the, uh, qualifying round against Arizona last year. So, I think this pick makes sense. And as a Blues fan, I don't like that he's coming to the Central, but he looks like a franchise goaltender. What do you think about uh, Askarov going 11 to Nashville before we expected to? Uh, Carolina was a yeah. team that a lot of people thought he would go to. What do you think about uh, this one for the Preds? I, I think it's a great pick for them. And, yeah, like Rene's going to retire probably in the next couple, couple of years. And as Saros is still a little bit unknown as a starting goaltender. And like was, they were saying on uh, on the draft show there that, you know, they can they can afford to keep Askarov, uh, you know, into his development and not rush him into the NHL. And he's going to be another, like Pekka Rinne, franchise goaltender, is going to be with the Preds for a long time. Yeah, and I got to say, like, uh, the cup window for Nashville is probably – coming into this probably wasn't that big. It might have just gotten bigger with him because oh, you yeah. still have Roman Yossi there. You still have tremendous defensemen. They still have good forwards there, like uh, Ryan Johansson and uh, Arvidsson and Duchesne and Forsberg. Those are still good forwards. So I think there's a chance that their cup window increases a little bit more with this guy. And he, I mean, Askarov's coming into a great situation because oh, he's yeah. going to be playing in front of good defensemen. So that should be interesting to see how that one plays out. Uh, on to 12, the Florida Panthers, they go with Anton Lundell, a centerman from uh, Liga. Uh, number three European player in the Central Scouting final rankings. So, I mean, first pick for Bill Zito as the general manager, goes with a Finnish center. Uh, I believe they have a Finnish center on the team right now that works out pretty well. What do you think about, yeah. uh, what do you think about him at uh, 12? Yeah, it, it's a great pick for them. And uh, their center ice is pretty much set for uh, quite a few years uh, with uh, with what they have. And 
yeah, Lundell, Lundell's an, another guy. I don't know if he if he dropped a bit and yeah, but the the Fuller Panthers sure have uh, have a good one two punch coming up. Uh, on to the Carolina Hurricanes, a team that a lot of people thought could be the team that takes Askarov, judging on how you mentioned yesterday their goaltending future is up in the air a little bit with the uh, guys they have coming up not too promising, but they couldn't do that as uh, Nashville grabbed Askarov. So they go with Seth Jarvis, a centerman out of the uh, Western Hockey League, uh, a player that a lot of people like, number 11 in the North American Central Scouting Rankings. What do you think about Jarvis here for uh, – for the uh, Hurricanes, yeah, that's another another good pick, and uh, I think I thought the Jets were going to pick uh, Jarvis, but I mean they couldn't uh, pass Perfetti there. So uh, Jarvis coming down to the Hurricanes, I think is a great pick for them too. With uh, they got a lot of promising forwards on their team, and he just adds to that. Now, fourteen of the Edmonton Oilers, they need defense. We mentioned it yesterday. But I do like this pick because I think they go kind of best player available for them, and that's Dylan Holloway from uh, the University of Wisconsin. He is fast. He can play center or wing. He could be a great guy in the future to be in that top six, whether that's playing next to Dreisaitl or McDavid. Uh, I really like this pick for the Oilers at 14. What do you think about Holloway? Yeah, I like his game too. And uh, playing on a team coming in with McDavid and uh, Dreisaitl, it's – it's a pretty great situation to be in, and uh, he's going to go go back. You know, he's playing in college, and he won't be here for a little bit, but when he comes in, he's he's got a great situation uh, coming with two franchise players on the team. Supposedly, I don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon. I think that's a safe bet. Uh, on to 15 <laughs> with the Toronto Maple Leafs. They got this pick in the Kasperi Kapanen deal from Pittsburgh, and they go with a, uh, a guy in – Rodion Amirov out of the uh, KHL. Uh, he was the number five European skater on the central scouting rankings. Now, the two things I think about with him is he can skate and he can shoot. However, depending on what site you read, this could be viewed as a good pick or a reach. What do you think about uh, Amirov here? Yeah, he's all over the place. Like looking at, uh, you know, Josh Bells and uh, our guys at the Hockey Writers, they all ranked him in the top 10, which is which is pretty crazy, I think. Uh, and then you got other sites and they're a little lower on him. But he, he's going to be a great player in the NHL, I think. And he kind of filled some, you know, checked some boxes for the Maple Leafs with toughness and, you know, that type of a player. And I think, I think it's a good pick for the Maple Leafs. And there were some other guys they could have gone with, but I think he's, he's still going to be great. Yeah, and he's playing in the KHL. He's playing against good competition, and he could end up eventually being a winger with Matthews or with Tavares. So I think it'll work out. I think he'll score some points in the NHL for sure. Uh, on to 16 with the Montreal Canadiens. They go with Caden Gooley, uh, a Western Hockey League defenseman, the brother of uh, Brendan Gooley, who is a prospect in the Ducks organization. Uh, a big defenseman, a very good player. Uh, I like this pick and eventually probably a top four defenseman in the uh, Canadians organization. They already have veteran D-man. They have other guys coming up. Uh, Alexander Romanov. What do you think about this pick for the uh, Habs at 16? Yeah, I mentioned Gooley a lot uh, in the preview yesterday, and uh, he's he's a great pick for the Montreal Canadiens. And with their defense coming and their team on the, on the rise, I think he's going to be a great, great defenseman for them. A great two-way guy, and uh, 
and tough. And he's he's going to be probably in the end probably one of the more valuable defensemen on a team. And uh, the Canadians uh, got a great pick there. So for the Blackhawks at seventeen, we expected them to go with a winger. So like a Noel Gundler or uh, some other winger to go there. They do go with a winger, but it's Lucas Reichel, a German winger. And I find this to be a little bit of a reach, I think, Mm -hmm. uh, because I think there's better players that were available there. Gundler specifically, who didn't even go at all tonight. So we'll get to that. But uh, what do you think about Reichel at 17 for the Hawks? Yeah, I was, I was surprised to see Gundler not even get picked in the first round, but uh, Reichel, yeah, a little bit of a reach there. Probably rated to be quite a bit lower on the rankings and, and where he was picked, but yeah, they did go for a winger. They did go, for a bit of skill there and we'll see if he may turn into something. Um, but I think it's a little bit of a reach going uh, that high in the first round. So we'll skip over the devil since we already talked about them. Let's go to 19, the New York Rangers. They make a deal with the Calgary flames to move up a few spots. Uh, they take Braden Schneider, a defenseman out of the Western hockey league from the Brandon wheat Kings. And I like this pick a lot because Schneider, the one thing you can read about him is that he's hard to play against and that plays in playoff hockey. So I think eventually if he develops well under a loaded system, like the Rangers are just churning out talent, like it's nothing at this point. Uh, what do you think about Schneider at 19 for the Rangers? Yeah, they just keep adding uh, to their prospect pool, to their farm system and, and Brandon Schneider just, uh, you know, adds that other, that toughness, that grit level to him and hard to play against. And that's what you need in, in post in the postseason. And he will add that. And I don't know, I'm scared of the Rangers right now with the amount of talent that they got on their team and probably all of positions. So uh, it's, a, it's going to be, it's going to be scary to play them in the future. Yeah, I mean, you look at the Rangers, they're goaltending. You have Georgiev and Shesterkin. That's two young goaltenders. They've both had their great moments already in the NHL. You look at their top six, Zibanejad, Panarin, Lafreniere, Kako, Puchnevich. They probably hold on to Strom. Then on the back end, Adam Fox, Jacob Truba, D'Angelo likely stays. It's it's ridiculous. And they still have guys coming up. I mean, they still have Kratzov. They still have... Uh, Keandre Miller. I mean, they, it's ridiculous. But uh, let's go to the real huge head scratch of the night at 21. The Columbus Blue Jackets take a winger, Igor Chinnikov from the KHL. Uh, I saw on Sportsnet that the uh, guys didn't really know too much about this player. We didn't mention him once because no one expected this to happen. And you look at, he was 30th in the European Skater uh, Central Scouting final ranking. So, what do you think? Because I think that uh, Yarmo Kekalainen and the Columbus Blue Jackets front office see something in him. He's an overager who got undrafted last year, goes in the first round this year, shockingly. What do you think here? It's insane. I mean, that's just all I have to say. I mean, he was unranked on both uh, our guys, uh, Forbes and Bell. Larry Fisher had him at 179, but, I mean, that's still ridiculously low. And, yeah, it's but they must have said something. And I mean, Karakalainen has has his uh, his connections in Europe, so I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see because uh, I didn't know who this guy was, and uh, I don't think a lot of people did because uh, I'm just reading on his profile here that Forbes put together. So uh, we had him on the on the hockey writers. So uh, if you want to know about him, just go there. <laughs> 
Yeah, definitely. A uh, very weird pick there. Uh, let's go to 22. Calgary moves back again. They go uh, to 24, and the Capitals jump up to 22, and the Capitals make what I think is a very good pick if he can stay on the ice, and that's Hendricks LaPierre, and uh, he'll be a good player for them if he can stay healthy. Obviously, the concussions are the big question with him. He's probably a top 15 talent in this draft, but he falls probably due to the concussion stuff. 13th uh, North American uh, skater. What do you think about Hendricks LaPierre in Washington? Yeah, he he fell a bit, and that's probably because of his concussion history, and uh, that's concerning for a guy that young to have that many concussions, but uh, if he can stay on the ice, yeah, he's a he's a skilled player, and he's he could be a steal at 22 because uh, I think uh, he could be a good fit in Washington, and we'll see how how his development goes with his injuries. All right, let's go to number 23, the Philadelphia Flyers. I thought they'd go more for like a uh, Ridley Greig or or a Maverick Bork or something like that. They go with Tyson Forster out of the OHL and Forrester from what I've seen is a very tough player and someone that, you know, teams aren't going to want to play against. Uh, You look at his profile, 18 power play goals in the OHL. He's a bigger player. Uh, What do you think about the Flyers there at 23? I think Forrester fits the Flyers uh, quite, quite perfectly really. And uh, he's going to add to uh, their young, young forwards there. And, I think I think he's going to fit in really well in their in their franchise and yeah I think it was a good pick for them. All right, let's go to twenty four. The Flames trade back twice. They get back in though at the end, and they take Connor Zeri, a Western Hockey League centerman, at number twenty four. A player that a lot of people thought would go a lot earlier than this. I had him at twenty one to the Blue Jackets. Uh, Zeri's a very good player. Should be something for them. They trade back twice, make a good pick. Uh, what do you think about him going at 24? Yeah, he's another guy that dropped a little bit. And uh, he's, again, this is a guy that fits uh, the Calgary Flames. And uh, I I thought he was going they were going to go with Greg, and he also fits what their style is. And But uh, he's going to be that guy that can be on that uh, two-way game. He's great defensively, and uh, I think it really fits the, the Flames system. All right, 25, the Colorado Avalanche go with a defenseman, Justin Barron, out of the Q, the Halifax uh, Q team. Um, Just, uh, you know, a very good defenseman overall, very good shot, right-handed defenseman. What do you think about Barron there for the Avalanche? Again, the Avalanche just keep getting better uh, in their prospects, and their defense is quite good already. Uh, Kale McCarr. Uh, Graves, all those guys, they're already uh, pretty good. And Barron adds that. Uh, and he's hes very good all-around type defender too, two-way. And I think uh, they're, again, the rich get richer. Yeah, and Bowen Byram's on the way too. Yeah, that's Colorado. right, Byram too. <laughs> uh, 26, the St. Louis Blues, my team, takes someone that I didn't see them taking. This is a guy, Jake Neighbors, I didn't know a lot about from the Western Hockey League. He was ranked 26th in uh, – the North American skaters uh, central scouting rankings. I don't know much about him. I'm not so sure about the pick. They take a winger, a winger that's uh, says he models his game after Matthew Kachuk. I like that. Uh, what do you think about neighbors at 26? And uh, yeah, it was a little bit of a surprise uh, having him coming up there and, but he does fit what the blues play that, that tough, gritty 
uh, tough-to-play against type player. And uh, like I said, a basement is a third-line center, third-line winger, and uh, that's not horrible. But, I mean, for a first-round pick, you'd rather have have a little bit better than a third-line guy. But I think he still could be a guy, could be someone that uh, makes an impact in the lineup, especially in the playoffs. So at number 27, the Ducks get this pick from the Bruins. They take Jacob Perot out uh, of the OHL. I don't really like this pick just because Noel Gundler is still there. Yeah. And they don't take him. So I was I was a little confused that uh, Bob McKenzie had Jacob Perot as his best player available at that point when Gundler's still on the board. Uh, what do you think about Perot there for the Ducks at number 27? Yeah, I, I really thought that Gundler was going to go around this time, and if not sooner, and uh, I thought the Ducks would be taking him. But, yeah, Perot's not a bad player, and uh, – just as an aside, there's a lot of centermen uh, were picked in the first round here, and it, it's yeah. that's what it is. I mean, centermen are hard to get, and you have to draft them, and I think that's what came into play a lot of the time here. At 28, and a pick from the J.G. Pajot trade for the Senators, their third pick of the night, they take Ridley Gregg uh, out of the WHL, and this is a player – he does not care what he does when he's out there. He's had suspensions. He had over 80 penalty minutes in the WHL last year, plays with an edge, probably a perfect player for the Flyers, but he ends up going to the Senators, and the Senators need players like this continuing this rebuild. They already have Brady Kachuk, who's a big physical forward. I mean, they're just adding and adding. They get Stutzla in this draft. They get Sanderson. I mean, this is a perfect player for the Senators, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, this is what I thought when it got down and Greg was still available. I'm like, the center is going to pick him because he really fits what they need um, in their lineup going forward. And uh, yeah, he doesn't care. He hits everything. He's very tough. Uh, reminds a lot of like Brad Marchand type player. And he's, he's going to be a pretty good uh, addition to their team. So in the 29th spot, the Vegas Golden Knights go with Brendan Brisson uh, from the Chicago Steel of the USHL, and uh, he's the second player from the United States to be picked in the second round or in this first round. So a little bit of a different thing going on this year because last year you had Zagras, you had Hughes, you had Turcotte, you had a lot of guys from the U.S. getting picked in the first round. But a big storyline: there was two German players in the first round yeah. and two American players. So Brisson goes to the Vegas Golden Knights. I kind of expected them to do this. This was one of the only picks that I got right in my mock draft because everything got so crazy in the middle of the first round. But um, he's a good player. What do you think about uh, Brisson? Yeah, he's, he's a great player. And uh, he definitely has, has the ability to become that top six uh, forward for the Knights and and he does fit, again, that type of a player that the Golden Knights like. And, uh, the, again, the Chicago Steel is, in, is just all over this draft and uh, not so much first round, but uh, you're going to see a lot of those types of uh, that team in the second round. So I think the Knights got a good player here. Yeah, and looking ahead of the 2021 draft, you're going to see – uh, Owen Power, a big defenseman from the Chicago Steel, probably be a top five pick next year. So yeah. watch out for that. Uh, at 30, the Dallas Stars team that lost in the Stanley Cup final to the Lightning. I thought that they were going to, as a fan of a team in the Central, I thought they were going to rip my heart out and take John Jason Paderka here, but they don't. They take Maverick Bork out of the queue. Still think Bork's a good pick. 
Uh, what do you think about him uh, at 30? Yeah, I like Maverick Bork, and uh, I thought he was going to go sooner, but uh, Dallas Stars get a guy that and they need um, centermen as well and, and to get younger in that position. And, yeah, Maverick Bork's great pick for them. He's a skilled player and uh, another centerman. All right, finally, the San Jose Sharks and the pick they got in the Barkley Goodrow trade uh, from Tampa Bay. They take Ozzie Weisblatt a winger in the Western Hockey League. Didn't expect him to jump into the first round. He was number 19 on the North American skater, so he was ahead of Brisson and Bork and a couple other guys that won the first round. Uh, what do you think about Weisblatt at uh, 31? Yeah, it's another surprise. Uh, very much ranked in the bottom half of the second round and could be even into the, into the third on some rankings lists, but – it's it's amazing on when it gets past that 15 mark in this draft. It's a lot of good players and a lot of movement, it seems. And uh, Weisblatt, I mean, we'll see how it goes for the Sharks and for him, but uh, it was a bit of a jump there. All right, so looking at tomorrow, uh, who do you think are some of the players that a lot of people expected to go in the first round, but they fall into the second round? What do you think uh, – about some of those guys that didn't get picked tonight, but will be early picks tomorrow. I mentioned Gundler. That's a huge one. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there's a, couple, a few uh, skilled Swedes still available. Uh, some defensemen, some some great puck moving defensemen still available. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's the guys at the top of the second round. They're getting guys that could be first round picks. So it's gonna be interesting to see who uh, who goes. to got to see the Ottawa Senators are second to pick in the second round. So they're going to get some another good player. So let me ask you this one. At 32, the Detroit Red Wings, who do you think that they'll pick tomorrow? I'm going with Gundler. I think they're going to go pick him and uh, add to their forward group. Yeah, I think that's probably the consensus for sure. Uh, this was great. Hopefully we can reconvene at some point before the next season starts. I know the NHL is targeting January 1st. Lots of stuff to do. The NHL rounds two through seven begin tomorrow at 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 10.30 Central, 11.30 Eastern. So should be interesting to see a lot of players that didn't go tonight that will go tomorrow that a lot of people looked at as first-round picks uh, and a lot of fun it should be. Then free agency starts on Friday. Matthew, thank you for joining, and uh, hopefully we can talk again soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was was crazy to watch the draft in in October. Absolutely. It's – a year unlike any other and uh, should be fun tomorrow for sure. And uh, I guess I'll talk to everybody later next week at some point. So uh, hopefully everyone's staying safe. NHL draft rounds two through seven are tomorrow.